It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Friday, July 20th. I'm your host, Donald Ware, and hope you are looking forward to the weekend and have enjoyed our daily podcasts this week. We're going to stay in the SWAC's Eastern Division, and now we go to Huntsville, Alabama, and talk with the new head football coach of the Bulldogs, no stranger uh, to uh, coaching and uh, to this program, as a matter of fact, as Connell Maynard joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. How are you, Coach Maynard? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Donald? Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's always uh, always a pleasure to, in fact, have you. And I know we had a chance to talk with you back in February. You had just gotten the job. But I want to start here because... One of the, th- I mean, you've had a lot of success as a head coach. One of the things you've you've really been able to do is to be able to get uh, some really good coaches. And that, I mean, the the I think the coaching staff you've assembled is excellent. I mean, when you talk about names like Keith Wagner, you talk about you know a, a Brian Jenkins who was the head football coach, a lot of success at Bethune Cookman, more recently at Alabama State. Can you speak to the coaching staff that you've been able to assemble the experience? Uh, that that coaching staff has, and to be able to do it in your first season there at Alabama A&M? Really, I, I think it's key. I think that uh, it, it starts with a, a great coaching staff, and uh, you can't be scared as a head coach to to hire other guys with experience, great coaches, uh, ex-head coaches. I want to try to get as many ex-head coaches and coordinators on staff as possible uh, that's only going to make you uh, better at each position. If you got coordinators coaching each position, that means they know the total game. They know the front, the middle, and the back end of the defenses and uh, offense. The coordinators they know they know the whole game. So if you get guys like that, uh, I think you're way ahead of the game as far as preparation, teaching your guys, your guys understanding, everybody being on the same page, and then you also can get input from each other. Um, I think if you if you do. If you got to tell everybody everything what to do, uh, you know, you're only good as one head. You know, if you got seven heads, you got three heads, three is better than one. So seven is better than one. And uh, and so that's what I try to do. I try to make sure that I had some experienced coaches, some coaches that understood the game and uh, that can bring something to the table to help the OCs. And, of course, the OCs will have the final say-so, but everybody else can – Force their opinion and make sure that we got the best game plan doing what's best for our program and our players and have the best game plan for that week. Sure. Um, let me let me talk about this because I know um, – I mean, we could talk personnel and we'll, we'll talk personnel um, a little bit later. But tell me about spring because you get in here – I mean, you got in here – in February, which is late, a lot of times when you have a, a you know a new head coach, a lot of times that hire comes in a December. But your hire came in uh, February, so it may have even come after uh, after recruiting. Maybe I, I, I'd have to I don't, I don't remember. But with that being said, can you kind of speak to spring and how well you thought uh, spring went? I thought it went well. I got hired uh, the middle of uh, January. Okay. So and I got my staff in the next week. So we had about two weeks to hit the ground before National Signing Day, and I thought we did a great job with signing 17 freshmen, uh, and I think we since then signed another one. So we wound up signing like 18 freshmen, and, and I only planned on signing about seven or eight guys because that's only quality guys I thought I'd be the finals, about seven or eight quality guys. I didn't want, I wasn't just going to sign guys because we had scholarships to sign them. If I didn't think they can come in and help us, they were the type of guys we were looking for, 
football players were looking for. I wasn't going to sign them. And lo and behold, uh, you know, we had 17 kids on the board that we thought uh, could play and could help us. And I think what it, what it, what it was, Donald, was what we talked about earlier. Uh, my coaches, my coaches' experience and uh, them going back to their high school, the high schools they, they recruited and their coaches knowing their, knowing their background, their pedigree, where they come from, what we're about. We was able to land a lot of good players, even though we weren't able to be in their houses for three, four, five months or a year. We was only in their house for two weeks or a week. It, it made a big difference because they knew who we were and what we stood for and what we brought to the table. And so we was able to sign a lot of quality players uh, that could come in and help us this year. And uh, and then so that went on to the spring. And in the spring, you know, we, we kind of evaluated what we had. Uh, we thought that we needed to improve our receiver's game, get a little bit more speed at wide receiver. Uh, we had we got one guy for sure we know can stretch the field, so we, we signed a couple little scat-type guys that can stretch the field and return kicks and punts to strengthen that receiver core. But that receiver core actually showed up and uh, played pretty well in the spring. Uh, when we had our spring game, uh, we had you know at least three receivers on each side that I thought could help us and catch balls and make plays and, and get it done. So I was pleasantly surprised that the receivers stepped it up in the spring um, but I thought we had a good spring. Uh, we stayed pretty much um, healthy. We got one injury with uh, middle linebacker Kelly. He's probably going to miss probably the first four or five games, and then he should be back. But other than that, um, you know, I thought the spring went well. And we went kind of early because I, I wanted that. I wanted in case somebody got hurt, I wanted them guys to make it back. And then I wanted to see what we had and see what we need to go after. And then last but not least, the most important, I wanted to make sure that the last month, those guys can concentrate on their grades and uh, and have football out of the way. Yeah, which has pretty much been your uh, pretty much has been your philosophy. So, I mean, do you? Uh, I mean, I guess especially coming in in, in like you said in mid January, are you? You know, it, it doesn't seem like it's a lot of time to maybe look over the whole program and kind of you know get the guys that you want. You sort of have to go with with the guys that you have, but it sounds like there's, you know, was already some talent there at Alabama A&M. Yeah, I think we, I think we, the problem is I think depth. I think we had a little talent. Um, we got some talent with the ones, um, but as you know, we can't afford a lot of injuries, you know, and uh, if we could stay healthy with the guys we brought in, the guys that was already in the program, you know, I think we could be very competitive this year and uh, uh, have a chance to, be in some games in the fourth quarter and see if we can't steal a couple games and and uh, and you know get this thing turned around and at least have a winning season. Haven't had one since 2012 and and so uh, right now the goal is to uh, make sure we get a winning season. Connell Maynard is the new head football coach at Alabama A&M. He joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. I want to get your thoughts. Jordan Bentley, been impressed with him even before he got to Alabama A&M, you know, as a high school player and had a really good freshman year there at uh, for the Bulldogs, unfortunately was hurt um, a little bit last year. How healthy is he now, and what are your impressions of him? Uh, he's 100% healthy now, and uh, he's a great, great student athlete. He's a great uh, football player. And uh, he's a great student athlete. He's a great leader. Um, you know, he's leading these guys. His football IQ is off the chart. You know, you tell him one time, and uh, he understands the protections, um, the schemes. Uh, you know, so he's just a, a student of the game, a very bright young man, a leader, and everything we can ask for. You know, a, a great player on and off the football field. And 
Um, you know, Bentley, like you said, he had a great year his freshman year and then had some injuries last year and kind of got healthy near the end of the season where he played a little bit better. But he's 100% now, and we're expecting some big things out of him this year. For you as a former great uh, college quarterback at two schools, I might add, Winston-Salem State and North Carolina a and and then one that has coached really, really good quarterbacks um, uh, collegiately and most notably coming to mind, Cameron Smith, who was a boxer role All-America uh, when he played for you at Winston-Salem State, but you've had others. Um, what is your quarterback situation looking like right now? If you had to name a starter, who would it be? Uh, if I had to name a starter right now today, it would probably be Glass. Uh, but Dylan Smith is right behind him. They, those guys are battling. And, um, you know, the good thing is we don't play for another six weeks. So uh, those guys will come in and battle for the job. And, you know, it's still early, especially with quarterbacks, because it's a new system. And, uh, you know, the more familiar you are, the more prepared you are with knowing what we're trying to do and what the defense is trying to do, the better you're going to play at that position. Like you said, you, you, you mentioned Cam Smith. You know, Cameron Smith, his first year in my in my system, threw for 20 touchdown passes. His second year, he threw for 33. His third year, he threw for 43, and he probably didn't play in 10 quarters uh, in his senior year. So he could have threw for 50 touchdown passes his senior year. So as he progressed in the system and understood what we were trying to do, what the defense was trying to do to us and how we wanted to attack, he just got better and better and better. So this this quarterback thing is going – it's a process. You know, these guys, you know, it, it, it ain't like any other position. It, it's the hardest position in football to play. So, um, you know, they're going to have some probably some growing pains and make some mistakes, but the more they stay in the system and learn what we're trying to do and just get better prepared, the better they're going to be. So it's still early, no matter which one of those guys play. Uh, you know, you always expect a lot of those out of those guys, but, you know, me from playing a position, coaching it, I kind of know when a quarterback is on pace to be doing a great job and continue to do that. So um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We're going to play the best guy. Yeah. Oh, you always have – um, so defense, who, who are some of the guys that you're, you're expecting th- big things from, uh, this year? Uh, of course, Moreland, uh, he's all conference defense alignment. And then, uh, Hamilton, he's all conference free safety. Both of those guys are preseason all conference this year. And so we're expecting those guys to, uh, uh Moreland to anchor that defense line and, uh, uh, Hamilton to anchor that secondary. Of course, Kelly, like I said, Kelly got hurt. Uh, we were expecting him to be a starter linebacker. But uh, we'll, we'll play it linebacker by committee and get the rest of those defensive linemen playing hard. And, and the secondary guys, Mike Mills will be in the secondary. We, we're expecting Mike to do some good things back there. But um, it, it's going to be a team effort. We need all 11 on uh, each play. And we just expect our all-conference type players, uh, preseason players, to uh, step it up and lead those guys. You know, when I, when I think about your time at Hampton, it, it you know, it seemed to me from a recruiting standpoint, Hampton more of a, you know, m- more national, if you will, or to a degree, particularly with the academic side, although right there in the Tidewater and, and even to Richmond, man, really, really good ball players, And then Alabama A&M, a state school. But boy, when you talk about Alabama, uh, uh, particularly high school football is absolutely phenomenal. What are, what are the differences between in recruiting between Hampton and Alabama A&M? Um, really, it's not a big difference, uh, Donald. You know, both of us, are, I, I can recruit nationally, out-of-state uh, guys. Um, you know, uh, I have to recruit a couple more in-state guys here, but, you know, Hampton was private, so all 63 scholarships could be out-of-state. It right. didn't matter if it was Virginia or, or California. Right. 
um, or Atlanta. It didn't matter. You know, it was all out of state, and so it was one price. Here, you know, you have a couple of restrictions where you can't sign all out of state. You got to sign some in-state guys. So that's really the only difference. But, you know, we're going to hit the main states, Florida, Georgia, Alabama here, uh, North Carolina, and uh, Tennessee. You know, we're going to get to those states mainly where Virginia, when we was in Virginia, we still hit those states, but we didn't hit Alabama as big because it, it was a little far for us. So um, the process uh, of how we do it and where we recruit is pretty much the same. Just like I say, you know, uh, you know, we didn't come to Alabama like we're going to have to hit Alabama now. Sure. And then lastly, I mean, if, if look at the schedule. When you look at the schedule, first two opponents um, at home, Miles, and then the then North Alabama, uh, two strong programs, two strong programs. Then you're on the road against Cincinnati and and I know you don't want to look too far ahead but I just I'm interested in the dynamic and and between playing North Alabama one week and then Cincinnati another week at D2 then in in FBS and you know how you prepare your guys for that I'm not sure if you had you know if you if if you faced that situation at Hampton before um well you know we played ODU uh when they first joined the conference uh USA I believe um and uh, we didn't play no, we didn't play any other FBSs uh, while I was at Hampton. But um, you know, you you gonna you gonna go out and compete. You know, uh, you know, to my guys, I'm gonna make it a challenge. You know, you guys all say you can play FBS football. You can play at Cincinnati. You can play at Alabama. You can play at Auburn. Here's your chance to prove it. We're gonna play Cincinnati FBS football program. Now you got to go out there and compete. And so we want to compete and uh, try to get out of those games injury-free and uh, and be as close as possible. You know, if we can get it into the third quarter, you know, ODU a couple of years ago, we had it in the third quarter, a 10-point game. So that's what we want to do. We want to uh, have a good showing, compete, make it competitive, and get it out of, get out of those big games with no injuries. No, I did say lastly, but for real, lastly, I mean, how are the folks there at Alabama A&M in Huntsville? How, how, have, how have you been treated? I mean, because, I mean, when I think about it, I mean, your, you know, your footprint has mainly been, you know, mid-Atlantic when you think about your time at, you know, your playing days at Winston and A&T, and then, uh, of course, your your um, uh, coaching days at Fayetteville State and Winston and then Hampton. You know, what's it like in Alabama? Oh, it's, it's great. Uh, they're treating me fine. Uh, you know, they're excited about, uh, me being here, I'm excited about being there. Everybody's excited about the season. I'm excited. The players are excited. Everybody's um, uh, just waiting for the, for the season to start to uh, see how the thing's going to go. But, um, you know, I like Huntsville. It, it's nice. Uh, it's a little bigger than I thought it would, would be. And uh, the people in Alabama is nice. They're treating me nice. And so now we got to do is go out and win some football games. Again, in his first season as the head football coach at Alabama A&M is Connell Maynard as the Bulldogs Open the season on Saturday, September 1st at home as they're going to host Miles. Coach Maynard, we appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Bulldogs this season. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for having me. Coach Maynard's got a really good coaching staff. He's got some veteran coaches. Uh, I mentioned Brian Jenkins as his running backs coach. Um, you know, he's got some guys that have uh, – uh, that have been with him at various stops, Hampton, Fayetteville State, et cetera. So he's got a nice mixture of assistant coaches. And I think to be able to get the caliber of assistant coach that he's been able to get in his first season, um, I think is really going to help this program moving forward. It may pay dividends in season number one, especially if he can kind of keep that staff together. Um, a lot of times you'll, you know, guys will get in there and, um, as head coaches, then it takes a while for the 
the assistant coaches to get in and all of that. But he has, you know, the guys that he wants and a lot of experience. And I think that's going to really pay dividends and help this Alabama A&M program moving forward. That's going to wrap it up for our look at Alabama A&M for today, Friday on Monday. As a matter of fact, we stay in the SWAC, but we go to the Western Division as we're going to take a look at the Southern Jaguars. Don't forget about the weekend edition of From the Press Box to Press Row airing on a radio station near you. Log on to our website at BoxToRow.com and click the affiliates link to find a radio station in your area that carries the program. Or you can listen Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern, that is 8 a.m. Central Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Sirius XM Channel 142. You can also pick us up on Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central Time, and that is 3 p.m. Pacific Time on Sirius XM Channel 141. Have a great weekend.